For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining us today is Jeff Mickler, an Assistant Professor of Agricultural and Resource Economics at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks, Tim. There's a farming technique known as conservation agriculture whose economics you've been studying. Could you explain a little bit about what conservation agriculture is? For most of human history, uh, farmers have plowed the field or plowed the land. As we've become more mechanized, that's created a lot of pressure on the soils and compacted the soils. Um, plus, it takes a lot of fuel to drive your tractors up and down the rows when you're tilling, when you're planting, and when you're harvesting. So about 30 years ago, in North America and Brazil, farmers began to adopt what's called conservation agriculture. And so there, it, they don't have to till the soil anymore. Uh, you leave the crop from last year on, on the ground. Um, it decomposes and returns uh, carbon or organic matter into the soil. And then you just direct seed into that covered land. Um, and then conservation agriculture also has a third property, which is crop rotation. So the idea would be you would plant a crop. Once you harvest it, you leave the stubble on the land. Uh, you direct seed the next year. And then every couple years, you'd rotate between wheat or maize and legumes. So what is that you have been studying? I've been studying the, uh, the economic impacts of uh, conservation agriculture. So we've gone and looked at where conservation agriculture has been heavily promoted in Zimbabwe. Um, and we've looked at farmers who have adopted and we compared them to farmers who haven't adopted. When we compare the outcomes for adopters and non-adopters, that will give us a sense of, of the total impact of conservation agriculture on not only a household's yields or crop production, but also their incomes or welfare. And what has that impact been? It's been mixed. So what we find is uh, that the impacts of uh, conservation agriculture are very heterogeneous. They depend on the, the weather phenomenon or the, the weather events that farmers or households experience. But I understand that uh, it hasn't really taken. Yeah, and so why is that? people were very excited about uh, producing this or uh, providing this technology to farmers in sub-Saharan Africa. And it's been a bit of a puzzle for agronomists and economists who work in developing countries why this hasn't picked up. When it's been taken to sub-Saharan Africa, it's a non-mechanized agricultural farming system. And so the costs and the benefits there are very different than they are you know, here. And so the paper that, uh, or the research that I've been doing is trying to understand why that is. And our, our thought was, as an economist, if something is beneficial, people tend to like it. Uh, if something's not beneficial, people tend not to like it. So my thought is there must be something there, you know, that is, the benefits must not be showing up. The benefits must not be materializing. So what we wanted to figure out is, First, if that's true, and then second, why, why might that be the case? You know, why is it working in Brazil um, or North America, but it isn't you know, delivering its promises in Sub-Saharan Africa? Are there differences between the way farming is done in the United States and in Zimbabwe that make a difference to how effective this might be? Yes. Uh, in domestic agricultural production, it's highly mechanized. Uh, very large machines, very large farms. And so there's a lot of what cost savings that come with conservation agriculture. 
when it's been taken to sub-Saharan Africa, it's a non-mechanized agricultural farming system. And so the costs and the benefits there are very different than they are you know, here. So where do you go from here? The evidence that we've presented is evidence from farmers in Zimbabwe. You know, what we find there may not be true for other places in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and so one of the, you know, as a researcher, one of the things we want to do is we want to see how replicable our results are. We go to other places, Zambia or neighboring countries, and see, you know, does the story that helps explain uh, the lack of adoption of conservation agriculture and the, the failure to reap these benefits from conservation agriculture in Zimbabwe, do they apply to other countries? Thanks for coming in, Jeff. Thanks. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org slash Arizona Science.